everybody. All right, evening, guys. So we are back with an. Oh my goodness, it's dark in here. <laughs> Where's oh, the lights gone? I need to turn the lighting on. Go for a run, quick. <laughs> One sec. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> All right, so we're back with another Coaches Roundtable. This is episode 12, and it's a special one because it is Alex's birthday today, our very own coach. Oh, God. <laughs> so um, she is celebrating with a beer. She's drinking on the job. I have, I have a good beer. Moretti. So she's chosen well. So, Alex, are you ready for the first question? I, I am ready. Hit me. I reckon we should start with a light-hearted one and then we'll get into the other. So we've got we've had six, but I reckon we'll go through three and then we'll, we'll see how we get on and we'll get through the rest. Right, first one is submitted from Ali. So why do some lifters open their mouth when they start a lift? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would argue that it's because they need to breathe, but then... I thought about this and I'm like, well, actually, no, they can breathe through their nose. To be honest, I think it's just, it just adds flair, doesn't it? It's kind of like... <laughs> I do it, add flair to my lift. Some people might like open their mouth and scream. Some people might open, open their mouth and not scream. And it's kind of just like, I don't know, it, it almost feels like if you were to sort of open your mouth and go through a lift, you... I don't know whether it's distracting you from the lift or whether it's like allowing you to exert a bit more kind of aggressiveness and assertiveness into like, you know, like I'm going to bloody yeet the shit out of his bar. <laughs> um, that is an actual coaching cue. Yeet the shit out of this attempt. Yeet the shit out. And I'm sure Prince will love that cue because he loves, <laughs> he loves to say just yeet it. I would never <laughs> use that cue, but it's, it's a fun one. So yeah, what well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's obviously a light-hearted question. It's not. It's not like you're going. It's not like I'd say you're going to get three percent extra um, vertical acceleration on the bar if you open your mouth compared to if you close your mouth. That is. That is. I think it's. It's the same reason why I. You know, you open your mouth when you put a mascara on, don't you? you go, like that. Oh, to concentrate. Yeah, it's concentration. Yeah. You're, just, you're just focused, you know? Yeah, it's true. I don't usually scream when I put on mascara, but sometimes it happens. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I... I actually, there is. Because usually when I'm concentrating, I'll do this. <laughs> so I'll like kind of bite my tongue, like stick my tongue yeah. into the... It's not like... It's like <laughs> corner of my tongue... And then obviously that's kind of dangerous when you're lifting because you don't want to bite your bloody tongue off. But no. have you seen the Fernando Highs when he lifts? Because like the, the moment before he he gets the bar off the platform, the moment before he initiates a pull, he shoots his tongue out. He just goes like, <laughs> it's it kind of like up again. It's got like a little flick to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, and then it comes back in as he begins the lift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It just adds a bit of flair, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's like. It's the same is, as. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Oh, it's all right. Like once you begin that pull, like you're so tense, and part of that is kind of tensing your your neck, neck your traps. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like that. If you do that, oh god, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I see what you mean though. You're kind of like opening, opening the chest, opening the spine, keeping hmm. your neck up tall. If everything's really tight, you're going to keep your mouth open because it probably allows you to. Have a little bit less tension in the neck, I guess. Maybe. 
This is an interesting but question. But then again, you but could I do, say, I never thought why I do it. Yeah, not, exactly. Exactly. Like, why, why, like, yeah, you, you never kind of think, like, why am, I, why am I screaming in this lift? You're like, well, because I'm screaming. Yeah. Like, I, do, I don't know if anyone, I mean, I certainly know people who kind of do it on purpose. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think it would, be, it would come down to the fact that people are doing it on purpose. They kind of just have picked up a habit. Mm. and they've done it so often that they're like, well, I might as well. They probably don't even know if they're doing it. No. You know? And also, I don't think it really matters. If, so, if your coach goes, close your mouth whilst you lift, I'm pretty sure there's bigger things that you could fix than closing your mouth. <laughs> I, don't think that's really a big, I don't think that's really a big issue. <laughs> that, that's the reason you can't, you can't clean and jerk 140. You're your <laughs> that, <mouth open. laughs> that is, I can clean 140. Don't, don't at me. Jerk. You're so rude. <laughs> so rude. Close your mouth next time. Close your mouth. <laughs> scream next time. I start doing this. Yeah, yeah. Just start twitching. Yeah. Take too much coffee. All right. Next one. Okay. So I'm gonna go with before we go on to the biggest one, which was submitted by Lily. I'm gonna go to Emma's question. So this is kind of a light-hearted one, and also a dis a huge disclaimer before we start this question. Okay. We are not taking performance enhancing. I mean, I'd be ashamed if I was on performance enhancing drugs and I'm struggling to be <laughs> 45. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like that is a pitiful attempt at someone who is taking, who is, who would take performance enhancing drugs and peak out at 145. Let's be honest. Um, so that's a quick disclaimer. This is just a little bit of fun. So the question is, what PED would you take if you decided to dope, and why? I think just to preface, I, I would not take drugs because I don't need drugs to kick your ass. Um, but I would take EPO because my endurance is shit. <laughs> you take EPO. Yeah. Just so I can get up the stairs without running out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me flip the question. What performance-enhancing drug would you take to help you with weightlifting? Because it might help you with recovery. Obviously, EPO would help you with recovery, right? But Would it, would it though? Like, I don't know. All I know is that cyclists like it because, well, makes sense, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it helps endurance athletes. But for as far as I'm aware, it allows the red blood cells to carry more oxygen. So if the red blood cells are able to carry more oxygen, then technically, technically, you might be able to uh, recover from bouts of fitness faster. But who knows? Yeah. I, I don't know enough about... Uh, performance enhancing drugs to be able to sit here and explain to you the scientific reason why people take EPO or I mean I might know a lot about you know weightlifters that take steroids because that's a little bit more prolific in our sport I think I testosterone think IGF it's such a dirty sport that the longer you're in it the more you get exposed to this yeah. and the more you feel it's like oh yeah look at his shoulders yeah that's suspicious you know <laughs> I think, I think, look, if you're going to, like, firstly, you know, it's British weightlifting. Okay, you've got a really, really good drug cycle, and you've now moved up from 15th place to 13th place. Well done, congratulations. It's like, <laughs> it's not worth the risk. No, it's not. Then, Especially yeah. because of the amount of, uh, the, the, the amount of uh, things that are in place to prevent people from taking it in British weightlifting yeah. Yeah. is so much more stringent mm. and strict. It's just like, it's not, like you said, it, even, oh, for God's sake, these lights. <laughs> I'm back. 
um yeah it's like even like you said it, it's just it wouldn't be worth it and even, even if you were taking it like what what are you taking it for realistically because if you're not going to be on the podium for an international competition or actually let's say you're not going to get paid to do the sport yeah then what's the point what is the point like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense no. You look at the differences in like, you know, UK sports funding. And again, it's like, you know, if you, you're like top eight at the world championships or you get a medal at the Olympics and, you know, th there's a couple of different criteria. But, um, you know, even if you're like, you know, Olympic gold medalist, how much are you earning? It's 23,000 pounds. If, like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, there's no, I don't think there's enough incentive for people. you want to say there's no incentive for people to take steroids well at least not in the uk but you know <laughs> some people still do yeah but i think like the thing is that there's very little financial incentive yeah um you know so the only reason people would do it is like kind of more for the kind of the glory but then if you know you've cheated it kind of takes that away isn't it yeah, you know, exactly. It's a lot easier to cheat if you're going to get half a million pounds at the end of the day. Yeah, but, exactly. Like, you're not going to get it. Help you cheat, but if it's just you, yeah. And what's it? What's what's it worth? Like, it's not worth anything, is it? If you like it, if you're just a recreational lifter and you don't care about competing and blah blah blah, blah then that's entirely up to you. And I'm not just saying that you should just because you're a recreational lifter you should go out and get it. But what I'm saying is, if you decide to do that, no one will care. Like if, unless it's obviously you have a coach and your coaches, but that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you said, there's just no reason for you to kind of go down that rabbit hole and um, whatever. Um, just but just to kind of hypothetically, I would say for me, because <laughs> I mean, we have to answer the question really, don't we? Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess we're, we're, are we contract, contractually obliged to answer? We're contractually obliged as yeah. coaches. We've been asked the question. We can't <laughs> just go, I would never take drugs because everybody knows that that's the answer that we would give. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a bit of fun. So I reckon I would it would just be nice and simple. I'd just go growth hormone. Just get like, just massive. Exactly. Fair enough. Also, growth hormone isn't detectable by urine samples. So, are you serious? Yeah, that's quite scary. That <laughs> I, I listened to a podcast. I don't know. It was a guy that I think he works at the University of Brighton. It was on Weightlifting House, and he was talking about how obviously, like anti-doping has taken huge steps to try and prevent people from taking anabolic steroids. So things like Stanzolol, uh, Winstrol, like basically all of those old school stuff, like traditional steroids. Um, and even now like SARMs and things like that, which is slightly more specific and uh, target specific androgen receptors, but like and maybe even testosterone as well. But he was saying that apparently growth hormone is un undetectable from urine samples. You can only test for it by blood, which means that even though all of these people might be getting tested from urine samples, and nothing is showing up, mm. they could still be cycling growth hormone. Um, anyway, that's a sad reality. Yeah. But it is what it is. It's sport. You know, if, 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 if sport existed for people to make money, 
you're always going to find a way to cheat. It doesn't matter what it is. So that's just the reality of it. And that doesn't mean that we should do it. We just do it for fun. We do it for a hobby. So anyway. You didn't, you didn't ask me what drugs I would take. Oh, yeah. Uh, to be fair, I asked you first and you dodged the question. Yeah. If, if I was to take any drug, I would take all of them. I think you've got to go big or go home, right? <laughs> you've got a lot of catching up to do on like, all, all the Russians and the Chinese. They've, they've been doping since they were kids. Come on. It'd be like a multivitamin pill with just all everything in it. I don't even know how that would work. But yeah, you know. Put it in your, in your Curiosity Cinnamon in the morning. <laughs> yeah, my little my bran flakes. Yeah, your bran flakes. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, last one then. Okay, so Lily has submitted the question. It's not really, uh, it is a question, but we'll delve a little bit into it. Oh my goodness, the light. <laughs> Sorry, Just accept the darkness, accept it. Just sit in the darkness, how creepy yeah. would be on YouTube? On yeah, no, Spotify, it comes in and they're just no. like, who is this man in the dark? And you're like, I'm doing a, a podcast kind of thing. <laughs> uh, okay, so Lily has asked the question, supplements, thoughts, question mark. So to expand on that, just a disclaimer, Alex and I, although we do know how to eat, excuse me, we do know how to eat well for our sport. Sometimes we choose the decision to either have chicken and broccoli or pizza. That's our decision. We are not nutritionists. I, I, I just want to know, I just want you to know that I had two breaded camembert wheels for lunch and that was it. Two breaded camembert wheels. Was this before lifting? No, this was after lifting. <laughs> See, match 75. I, I had a chicken pita wrap. I had two black coffees and a tiny wrap, and I snatched my Max, and I went and had some camembert wheels. That is absolutely gains. <laughs> no, it works. Look, I'm no nutritionist. I don't know what I'm doing. It's clearly working. So, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> disclaimer, we are not nutritionists. We're not dietitians, etc. So this is not so much to tell you what supplements to take and what not to take. As the name suggests, supplements are supposedly only supplements. If you are eating a balanced diet, you probably don't need to have very many supplements. You might have like vitamins and minerals or I don't know, maybe some whey protein just because you can't be asked to eat four chicken breasts a day or something like that. Or, you know, just the sheer volume of food to be able to get stronger and bigger is, is quite time consuming and it costs quite a lot of money. Then, you know, whatever. But yeah, so we're not, we're not uh, nutritionists. So I guess the most common supplements that you'll probably find would be whey protein or just protein powder, I guess, mm. pea. There's bloody tons of them. Is there hemp? There's hemp now. So you can have weed protein. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's right. Not... Just be careful with shit like that, okay? <laughs> because, like, <laughs> you know, we'll get onto the whole informed sport yeah. thing. Well, there's been so many incidences of people, like, you know, taking kind of cannabis-based, you know, supplements, especially in the States where it was a kind of legalized and a lot the more um, kind of accessible earlier mm. than it was here. And, um, oh, no, wait, look, there's two different – you get – THC and CBD, right? Yeah. I think it, I want to say it's CBD that is um, the, the safe one. So it's safe. Well, one of them is on the prohibited list. Yeah, I think it's THC. Yeah, THC, right? So the issue is, even if there's a tiny bit of THC in your CBD base, whatever, 
um, that can get you flagged. So, you know, try just anything based around, you know, cannabis or cannabis oils, that kind of thing. Just, just write that off completely. Just don't, it's just not worth it. Don't do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I couldn't agree more. Um, if anything, if you want to make your muscles feel good, just use Tiger Balm. Or eat camembert wheels. <laughs> or eat lots of cheese. I'm sure that won't cause inflammation in your joints. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I tell you what, I feel better for having had them. I would I feel better having eaten those two camembert wheels than if I'd had four chicken breasts. Well there you go. You see? Yeah. It's all about it's all about feeling positive in yourself as well. <laughs> anyway. So I guess protein would be the most common, I want to say. Um, and then probably things like branch chain amino acids or BCAAs. Sometimes people like drink them or, or they're in like pre-workouts or sometimes yeah. they're even in whey protein. I personally have never taken BCAAs. They're, as far as I'm aware, branch chain amino acids are basically just broken down protein molecules. So it's basically like you're drinking protein water, like digested chicken. <laughs> it's not actually digested chicken, chicken water. it's not actually chicken water um i mean yeah my understanding of uh bcaa's is that like most people get what they need um you know from you know the bcaa's they need from their diet yeah. it can help in like some you know very very small number of cases but even then the performance benefit is marginal yeah. So you're best just saving your money and, you know, buying better quality food or yeah. just more equipment or whatever. Just, you know. Yeah. It well, yeah. yeah. It appeared like two years ago, BCAAs were just suddenly everywhere. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they haven't gone away since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you can get drinks with BCA. And I'm sure they probably do something because they're like, oh my goodness. Not... <laughs> well, I'm sure they probably would do something because otherwise people, well, actually I say they would, would do something because people would buy them, but let's be honest, people would buy anything nowadays. So people buy them because they think they do something. Even like vibrating guns. Anyway, oh. that's another topic. Let's, uh, let's move swiftly on. I'm sure that that might come up. Can yeah. I use a vibrating gun? Are you asking whether you should sleep six hours a night and use a vibrating gun or whether you should sleep nine hours a night and save your money? Sleep nine hours a night. Anyway, to be fair though, it does feel quite nice. Anyway, so yeah, branch chain amino acids. What else is there? Creatine. That's a big one. I used creatine, to take creatine. It's proven to work. Um, it does have a kind of advantage. Um, I found that like it does kind of cause water retention. Yeah. Um, obviously it depends on the person, but like generally like not insignificant amount. Mm. Um, so it can be like a bit of an issue if you're kind of like around competitions and such and you know trying to cut weight for a competition but you know see if you're kind of towards the lower end of your weight class it's okay um, again creatine is usually found in like red meat yeah red meat so yeah. if you're getting a lot of that in your diet um, then you know you should be good to go um, if you're like vegetarian or vegan it might help um, and you know it's not the most expensive thing in the world no. it's like relatively Super cheap, cheap. So. It doesn't taste very nice, but it's super cheap. I mean, I, I've, I haven't had it since I've just done weightlifting and I've not done any contact sports. But I used to have it. I used to take creatine when I was playing American football. And I told the guys in the chat, and like, I definitely noticed a difference in size. Like, I definitely got bigger. Whether that might, whether that was because obviously I was training and it was allowing me to 
kind of get more from my hypertrophy work or whether it was like you said, just water retention. And I genuinely just got like thicker because there was more water in my muscle. Um, but then also I, I honestly can say that I'd noticed the difference in like my, my strength and my power capabilities. But again, like it's difficult to know because, because I was training for that, was it because I was training for that specifically or was it because I was taking creatine or is it both? It's hard to say. Mm. You know, if, if, you're, if you're at your end's wit and you've been stuck on the same number for two years and you've tried absolutely everything or whatever the hell it is in the circumstances and you take creatine and somehow it magically helps, then it might potentially be that. But again, it could just be a placebo. Who knows? Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's... Essentially, it, it should help target the uh, phosphocreatine system, which as an energy system is like your explosive system, which as weightlifters is <laughs> the only system that we use. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we do more than five reps. Yeah. Then we're getting into um, the uh, glycotic energy systems, the oxidative, where we have to breathe very hard and things get ropey. things get ropey all right what else is there pre-workout so i i fun fact have an overactive thyroid which causes heart palpitations um, which is also why i'm usually generally very very energetic and then all of a sudden i have a massive dip in energy and then i'm like really weird i sound like a 50 year old i know i sound like a 50 year old man so uh, I'm, I'm not, I can't actually have uh, pre-workout. I never used to be able to have any caffeinated products. Like oh. even, even sipping coffee, it would send me absolutely like loopy. And now because I've obviously gotten older and I'm bigger, a little bit heavier and I'm a bit more fully developed. I'm not talking like I was drinking cans of Monster at 10 years old, but you know what I mean? When you're like 14, 15, you try coffee, and then you're like, "Ah, everything's, the whole room is just like shaking. Maybe that that was just me. (laughs) Maybe you need to take pre-workout. Maybe it would actually help you. (laughs) You never know. I know a lot of people that take pre-workout, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, it just really just contains a shed load of caffeine, Hmm. creatine sometimes branch chain amino acids and then i i believe i don't know if i'm saying this correctly but like beta alanine and as far as i'm aware people that have told me that they've where they've had pre-workout and it's got beta alanine in basically it feels like there's like loads of little spiders all over your skin and it makes it like tingle yeah yeah apparently it's really like it makes you feel like really hypersensitive to things Hmm. so because I think it's a is it is a vasodilator as well. So uh, is- some do have vasodilators in, yeah, I believe. Yeah, you get like little tingle. Like I would get them on the back of my ears whilst what? I'm at the bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> Just sat on the bus. I'll yeah. drive the bus. <laughs> no, but I think like look, pre work it can be quite useful. Um, again, I used to like you know if I had a day where I was feeling like, you know, particularly good or a day where I particularly needed a kick, then, you know, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, an option. Um, but again, like, I found that for weightlifting, at least again, this is my approach to weightlifting. I'm a little bit more like, you know, take my time, yeah. a little bit more technical, that kind of thing. 
I found that it would just like, I, there needs to be a kind of balance between being super fired up and being yeah. calm. And I found that it just pushed me too far into the kind of super fired up, yeah. kind, you know, um, area. And um, and actually it wouldn't really help all that well. But clean and jerk, not bad, but yeah. for snatch. Like, maybe as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like, again, it can be a useful tool, especially if it kind of suits your lifting style. Um, but yeah, it can be like, you know, quite kind of heavy. And then again, there's some, you know, side effects as well that you can have, like, and cause obviously just the sheer amount of caffeine, this applies to coffee as well. Like if you're getting so much caffeine in, especially in the kind of afternoons and evenings, it really does influence um, your sleep, your ability yeah. to fall asleep, um, your ability to have like a decent night's sleep, that kind of thing. Um, and obviously if you're taking like a couple of cups of coffee worth in, you know, very time, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that can hinder that. Then also, like, it's expensive. It's like, yeah. really expensive. Well, so, like, the problem as well is... a scoop, like... Yeah, exactly. But the other, the other problem as well is um, not, not as many pre-workouts as you would think are actually on under-informed sports because generally, like, because obviously pre-workout is a stimulant. So... Mm. You have to be really careful with some of the pre-workouts that you decide to try because if anything, you're probably going to find that those are the ones that aren't tested as thoroughly and as regularly. I don't know with most companies because like I said, I've never taken pre-workout properly before. Mm. Um, so I wouldn't know, but I guess this brings us on to the kind of informed sport, which is everything that you should take regardless of whether it's my protein, bulk powders, USN, whatever the freaking hell it is, mm. you need to check whether it is on informed sports. And yeah. just because it's on informed sports does not necessarily mean that there are no naughties going into there. All it means is that that company has been registered to make sure that the batches that they produce, there's not someone coming in sprinkling a little bit of, I don't know, standstill in, chucking <laughs> their Grinch mask. Yeah, just like, yeah, it's essentially like they sign up to the informed sport program and then informed sport will test yeah. random batches um, and which allows them to continue using that logo. Um, again, it's the kind of logo that you should be looking for um, on any kind of supplements that you're taking. Um, again, it, ju it just means that like, you know, the manufacturing process is basically being audited, at least occasionally. Um, and it, it kind of puts you in a much better situation. Um, Cause again, the only brands that are going to be informed sport are like, they're generally more kind of reputable brands. Um, you know, which again, the thing is, is that it's a double-edged sword with supplement companies. If they get you results, if they get you bigger, if they get you lifting more, then you're going to obviously buy more of that product. Yeah. So that is an incentive for them to, you know, sneak the odds, the odd thing or two to kind of give you, you know, a little bit of an edge. But, yeah. you know, even if you've got like, it's not that every single supplement company has their own manufacturing process. Oftentimes it's, you know, there's a lot of overlap. They'll buy it from a wholesaler or like some kind of larger supplier. Yeah. And so the issue can come, um, you know, maybe the brand itself is pretty good. Maybe there's no issues there, but the actual factory that where it was produced has some kind of cross-contamination. Yeah. And um, this is where you kind of run into issues, especially, you know, and again, for cheaper brands, you know, that allows them 
to get kind of more generic powders out to people. And um, so, yeah, like, again, look for the logo, buy stuff with the logo. You know, I think USN has some, um, I know Optimum Nutrition has quite a few. There's, you know, there's quite a few big My protein is actually on there as well now, to be fair. Yeah. And it's, um, but yeah, I think in the UK, it's like a little kind of green logo with the, with the guy running or something like that. It says informed sports. Yeah. And um, don't buy, don't buy shit supplements. Yeah, exactly. Don't buy shit supplements. Just because it's cheap. Yeah. And also you, you could also argue back to the point that I made to start off with is a supplement is exactly as the name suggests it is named because it is supplementary to your diet, yeah. to your lifestyle. If you, if you eat like shit and you eat pizza, honestly, some athletes can actually do that. Like some athletes could genuinely just eat like three tubs of ice cream a day and they would still be genetic freaks. But yeah. for the general population, we can't do that. And to be honest, it's not even advisable to do that because mm-hmm. – you know, you're not going to be getting a, a healthy balance, and hopefully, I mean, it would actually be good if we could get one of the uh, one of the guys from from the club, or one of the girls from the club, who's who's kind of studying nutrition to sort of get us to talk us through sort of like the supplements, what to look for, balanced diet, like all those kinds of things as well. Because, yeah. like I said, we're not nutritionists or dietitians, and um, I'm sure that they'd be able to shed a little bit more light, but yeah, if you're eating a balanced diet and more importantly, if you're actually sleeping seven to nine hours a night, sometimes even like seven to 10, like somewhere within that range, I know it's a broad spectrum. I don't think anyone is going to be able to perform at their best if they're sleeping less than seven. Again, some people might, but generally I think seven to 10 hours a night, I would even stretch that eight to 10 rather than seven to eight. But and I know, again, like that it takes discipline to do that. Like, yes, weightlifting is hard work, not discipline. What's disciplined is everything that's outside of the gym, your sleep, your nutrition, your rather than saying, oh, I want to have I'm going to have three beers with the lads. You say, actually, I'm only going to have a half pint and then go home. Yeah, it might be boring, but it's discipline. If you want to be the best, you have to be able to put the time and effort into that outside of the gym. Because everyone can work hard in a gym. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Anyway, and then also... It's what you do in the gym, but it's also what you do outside of it that actually kind of will keep complementing your progress. Yeah. And keep pushing you forward. And actually does make a huge difference. Yeah. You know, again, it's both a physical and a mental process. So making sure that, like, you know, you're well-fueled, you're well-rested. Yeah. But also that you're in a good headspace. And that, that obviously comes from, like, you know the things that are going on around you with your yeah. job and such, but can, can be just from eating well and sleeping yeah. well and resting well. Yeah. So. Training well, sleeping well, eating well. Yeah. Train big, sleep big, eat big. Train big, sleep big, eat big. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, I, I, and then I guess vitamins and minerals, I guess, kind of falls under that, especially if, if for example, you have decided to take um a vegan uh like diet or vegetarian or pescatarian or something that is kind of inhibiting you being able to get some vitamins and minerals from different like for example if you can't eat red meat you might potentially be iron deficient or 
uh, you might not get as much creatine in. So again, that's when you could potentially go, okay, well, if I'm not getting as much iron in, and especially for females, you could potentially supplement that with an iron uh, tablet, for mm. example. Um, so I guess like, obviously like vitamin B, vitamin D, um, what else is there? Like zinc, magnesium, you know, things like that. I've, I've taken zinc and magnesium before and actually I, it's made me sleep like an absolute uh, rock but <laughs> out like a light. I, I don't use it anymore. Just, mm. I, I just don't buy them and I can't, can't really afford them. I'd rather just try and actually sleep, um, you know, seven to eight hours a night if I can. Um, and again, like if you are, if you're vegan and you're struggling to get enough protein in, like that is what a supplement is for. If you are really struggling and this is not just making a like, Oh yeah, I can't be bothered to go out and buy protein like tofu or beans or whatever. That's a bit different to you going, I'm eating four meals a day and I still can't hit my protein target. You've yeah. done everything you can that's when you could potentially look at getting protein in just because it makes it easier. Yeah. And again, like, you know, kind of variety is key as well. So if you're getting a huge chunk of protein, just from like protein powder from one source, yeah. it's, like, it's not going to be as great as if you get quality, a variety of different proteins from a variety of different sources. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's as you say, like the clue is in the name, they're supplements. Yeah. You should supplement, uh, you know, a reasonable diet, a healthy diet. Yeah. And if you've got a healthy diet and you know, you want to try these things out, then by all means do it, but just make sure that it's informed sport and you're actually, you know, doing everything you can before you actually try and use those things. I think as well, like, you know, just don't like test things. So, you know, for example, like creatine, we don't know for you whether it's going to have a huge impact or not. So yeah. get like, you know, a solid block of training where everything's kind of constant. There's not, you know, too many ups and downs, that kind of thing. And then test it for a week, yeah. two weeks. See if there's a major difference. See how you feel. Test that in isolation to anything else. Yeah. And so you can actually conclude like, oh, okay, that did help me or that didn't help me. You're like, Is it worth <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. you know, and do that the same for basically everything. If you want to try pre-workout, test that first. If you want to try you know, vitamins, even do them in isolation, you know, don't, don't go for multivitamin, go for like, you know, iron or whatever. Yeah. 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 Break it down. And um, they can, you know, definitely. um, But it's finding out which ones do help and which ones aren't doing anything. Paying for, for nothing essentially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. Well, we do have three more, but I reckon we will save them for next week. Is that, if that sounds all right? Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Um, yeah, so we had another one for M and a couple from Sarah, but we'll, we'll do them next week. Um, yeah, cool. So I do. Well, guys, thank you for tuning in and listening on Spotify and YouTube. And we shall catch you on the next one. Catch you then. Bye-bye. I think it's still recording. Is it? <laughs> yeah.